there's a limit to what you can do cardio wise if you don't have muscle. And I did not have muscle, you know, at all. I had never, I did like arms and light weights. I did some boot camp things, but I had never done serious lifting. I had no idea how to do it. I, you know, even though, like I say, I'm less afraid as an adult, but still a gym is an intimidating place. Absolutely. Uh, And, but you know, that was a big thing that too, is as I continue to see doctors and things, they say like, look, you've got to build up your bone density and you've got to have really strong muscles around those joints because that's the important thing that's going to keep you moving in the future. Like even if you have a flare up, if you're strong, if you've got a good muscular skeletal system, you know, you're going to be able to keep moving. So I was listening to the clip out. I was getting more, you know, I was, I was searching for that strength product and lo and behold, it uh, turned out to be tonal. The rest is history. Time to hit the gym. Better do it smart. Get your own coach. There where you are. Start the day right. There in your home. With the smartest gym in the world. Ready, set, go. Smart handle, smart bar, smart training. There you are. Customizing it right. AI form advice. Super set will show you what it's all about. Welcome to the Superset Podcast, episode 46. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Well, hello. We are back from our cruise. We sure are. Yeah. So uh, we learned, I well, we didn't learn. I learned something about myself on the cruise. What, what did you learn? Which is... Yes, I've been using the tonal for, what, two years now? Yeah, coming up on two years. Yeah. I uh, still don't like free weights in the gym. <laughs> I had it all planned out, man. You helped, We went through my routine of what I should do, and, and then we ran the calculations to make the free weights equal the weight I would be using on tonal, and I walked into that gym, and I looked around, and I was like, hard pass, and I just turned around and walked right back out. So, uh, couldn't so, do it. so tell us why you couldn't do it, Tom. It's just, I felt so weird and out of place. Like, I'm just like, I don't belong in here, which I know, and, and, and I'm just like, I don't really, I, I don't really know what to do, and I just felt like on display while I tried to figure it out. It's, and, it's the display yeah. part, right? Like, it's like, if you could just go in there and nobody was watching, it right. wouldn't be such a big deal, but like... I and, and honestly, nobody cares, but no, you feel... But, but I feel in the way, because other people were using the weights, and so yeah. I'm sitting there being like, which is 15, and which is 20, and... and, and, and do I need 15 for this? Right. And then, like, and you just... Yeah, I, I totally get it. I always feel that way in the weight room. And on yeah. the cruise ship, they had it split where they had a weight room was across the hall from the cardio room. Right. So it wasn't like I could even give you moral support either. Right. I had to be lifting with you or it wasn't happening. Yeah. So and I was just like, yeah. nope. Yeah. I got a, I got a, a message. I'm gone. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you like, hadn't even got out of your warm up on the was, tread yet. I was yeah. like, wait, what just happened? Uh, not doing it. Can't do it. Can't do it. All but my you, I suck at sports came flooding back and I was just like, not doing it. So. I, I really do get it. I hate that you feel that way, but I, I understand it. I think what this reinforces is the magic of tonal For and sure. having the ability to do the workouts at home yeah, in the privacy of your home, but also having amazing instruction. Yeah. And yeah, yeah just having it spoon fed to you because I need to be spoon fed. <laughs> 
Well, tonal does it. Yes. I was just like, <laughs> eat I, up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was just like, I am woefully ill prepared. I thought I had it down, and then as soon as there was someone standing there, and there were multiple, it was crowded in there. Yeah, and I'm it just, was crowded. In and there. I was just like, no, because I walked in and I was like, oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So I ran over into the cardio room. Yes. Where I could stare at the ocean. Yeah. And pretend I was the only person there. So I had a, a quick dose of reality, and I'm like, I'll be in. The stateroom but you did go back To the room and do a body weight Exercise I did. so I mean I did. And you did that a couple times yeah. during, over the week So hey that is still a win Tom still Yeah a win. I did something yeah yeah oh. And I also ate a lot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Angelo is so mad at yeah, us Yeah <laughs> he is but uh, But I'm, I uh, you know what We we landed it's it like 11 o'clock on Saturday night And Sunday morning right back Yep. To what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. So and and so I just before this I just did a, a go big or go home. I think I'm on my third trip around that. Yeah. But well, that's a good one. It was you know? lower body. So I, that was like 11,000, over 11,000 pounds for me, which I know what, for a lot of people isn't much. But what you did know, you do the last time you did I it? I think it was up from the last time I did it by on this particular uh, day, like 1100 pounds that's 1200 a big pounds so that's a big yeah. increase so it was it was a lot so i'm glad we record these sitting down <laughs> when we're done i might need help standing up no problem i got you babe <laughs> i got you, you. so and as luckily, long as we don't do leg down the same day yes and as long as i don't have to do it in front of people i'll be fine yeah. it's funny i have like i have zero stage fright until it gets to that it's so funny you can go out into a room full of people and say anything funny it doesn't matter yeah. like you can say the like bodiest joke doesn't bother you nope. at all you can introduce a band while everyone is yelling at you and throwing things doesn't bother Has you at all multiple times i know yeah. and then on the opposite side of thing walk into a weight room with 20 people you're out yeah nope. <laughs> we all have our things yeah so there there is mine so well i guess uh moving along what pray tell do you have in store for people this week honestly this is a pretty sad episode yeah, uh there's a lot of of sad news that we're going to cover and and i will be honest and frank i've been avoiding this episode uh so so we're gonna we're gonna dive into the news that we know about the coaches and uh then we're gonna talk about the stuff that that tonal has going on and that's there's just a lot oh. so we'll cover all that okay well before we get to all that shameless plugs don't forget we're available on apple Podcasts, spotify iheart tune in Wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and uh, follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review if you would be so kind so yeah. people come along after you know that we're worth checking out. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Superset Podcast. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. And, uh, of course, you can watch these episodes, if you are so inclined, at our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash The Clip Out, the name of our other podcast. But all of our episodes for both shows live over there at that same place. So um, you can go over there and, and look at us while we say all these things. So there's all that. Let's uh, Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Look who's talking about Tonal. So this is uh, not not a fun topic to cover. It's really not. Yeah. It's really not. And uh, this is unlike anything we've really had to cover on either of the shows, right? Like, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously people have left Peloton, but not just a whole 
front-facing employees swept out. Obviously, they they let go a bunch of people, but not instructors that you interact with on a on a daily basis if you use the product. So yeah, yeah. So in case you missed the announcement or the title of this episode, uh, Tonal uh, closed down their West Coast studio, which means that they let go all of the West Coast instructors. So unless you bought a Tonal in the last like three weeks, basically every instructor that you're used to working with is no longer there. Yeah. I, uh, this, so I, I guess I'm still struggling with the thoughts about this. Um, let me, let me say that, um, I love the LA coaches. I, Every class I've taken has been with an LA co- uh, LA coach. You know, I don't think I, I had my favorites. Sure, I have, does. I have my favorites. Yeah. They they're they're going to con- continue to be favorites in my mind. Yeah, and they're they're really good people. Like the the people that were working as coaches in LA, they're awesome, and they were so helpful and available to us when we ask questions and I don't mean us as a podcast I mean us as a community right. tonal yeah um, and it, this is heartbreaking I will also say that I know that this could not have been an easy decision for, for tonal sure. and I know that there's a lot of really angry people out there like yeah not not sad angry like yeah. they're mad I mean, people form a very personal relationship with the instructors. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, it's like having a favorite TV show or a favorite radio station. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden all the DJs are gone. Like people, you know, people, people get upset about that. And understandably so. And, and even if they end up liking the new people that come on board, uh, it's still, it's a culture shock and, and it's an unusual situation. And, it it's hard to understand i think for the average person and we include ourselves in that uh of in terms of like well why do you hire a bunch of new people just to let go of these people like why couldn't you've just you know kept kept these people and not hired the new ones like what's what what's the difference so and we don't have answers and they have not provided them so yeah, yeah i I also would like to add that even though I know there's a lot of people that I feel are are angry and sad and all across the board, I'm not judging for those emotions. I guess my reason for saying that is that it's 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 like any grief cycle you have. You have a whole host of different emotions that you feel and you're entitled to any of those. Yeah, I, I will say that if you want Tonal to continue as a company, even even in your anger, you know, you might want to think about how you're wording certain things because, you know, uh, people that come along after are going to see what's written out there on the Internet forever. And so we don't know why Tonal made these decisions. And I think that I believe I believe in my heart that there is a bigger thing happening here and and it's going to become clear why the decisions were made that were made. And I don't think we're ready to be able to see that yet because I don't think I think things are happening and I I don't think we can see them yet legally. And and just to be clear, like we have no inside information. That is wholly conjecture on our part. But we just it's such a major radical decision. It's hard to believe that it was just like, 
Yeah, get rid of them. Like, you know, logically, right? Right. Everybody keeps saying, well, why would you move to New York? I don't think that was the plan. I I think the plan was to expand. And and it's just it's just simple logic. They, I believe, Tonal had every intention of keeping the uh, the West Coast instructors and adding on the East Coast instructors. And if it was just a matter of they always planned it, that they were going to get rid of the West Coast instructors, then I think they would have just moved those West Coast instructors to the East Coast. Um, or at least offered them the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And, and my understanding is that, you know, there were instructors who were interested in moving and they were not allowed to do that. And you know, that's through the grapevine, but I still think that it's true. Yeah. And and so I just don't think I know right now it appears on the surface that Tonal made a very cold decision, but I, I I can't help but feel that there is just a much bigger thing happening here. And, you know, well, I believe that's going to come to light in time in a couple of months. Maybe uh, we're going to see it all play out. Yeah, I definitely think this is part of a larger strategy. That's yet to be revealed. Mm-hmm. And and so we shall see. But um, in the meantime, I think what we need to remember is that still a great product. It's right? a fantastic product. Yeah. And, you know, and the coaches, the, the West Coast coaches that are no longer there, um, they will be the first ones to tell you that it's a great product. Yeah. And they loved working with it. And it was just part, part of, of why they're so upset. Right. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't a great product, if they didn't love working there, you know, I used to work at a concert venue in town and I got let go and I hated it. And when I got let go, I was like, well, that's a damn shame. Can I use your fax machine? Like, right. I, you know, like I, I, you know, I wasn't a set i you know and so the fact that they are tells you that they did love it and they do they did they did and do believe in the product and so you know and i guess the other thing to keep in mind is that you know with the with the new coaches is that the same people or same team that hired the original coaches has has hired these coaches and so if you liked their picker in the past you gotta think that their picker is still picking (laughs) (laughs) i i I also think that if you love the product then i think that we owe it to ourselves to give it a chance i mean it's it's hanging on your wall you're already there you you might as well see what happens you're here and I personally want to see Tonal continue to thrive and I I am choosing to look at this as it is a very sad event. I I don't want to overlook that or gloss over that in any way, shape or form. I am choosing to look forward and the future and see what's next before I make a final judgment of of anything other than I hope this is headed in a positive direction. Yeah. And I certainly want it to continue to succeed because it's the only exercise I've ever done. Ever. <laughs> and, and, and I hope that there will continue, no matter what, that we're going to continue to see programs. We're going to continue yeah. to see high quality programming. And let's not forget that, you know, this, this letter from Ali says, you know, we're going to continue to support these coaches in every way that we can. So, Having said that, you know, not only are the coaches going to get a severance package and their health care benefits, but also go do other things professionally 
and tonal's not going to interfere. Now that sounds like a very small thing, but it's not. I mean, in this in this very cutthroat market, and and make no mistake, it is a cutthroat market. They could they could hold these instructors to. I'm sure there are um, non compete agreements yeah. in place, and they could hold them to it. I, I've seen it happen, uh, and and they're not. That is a that is a big thing. So we need to. In my mind, we need to give positivity and space to the instructors that have left to be able to go through this process in whatever manner they need to. And I am going to choose to support not only the instructors that have left, but also the instructors that are still here. And Tonal, as a company, I believe in the product with all of my heart. And I believe there's a bigger picture that we're going to see that is going to make sense. And then I will make a decision about how I feel about that when the time comes. Absolutely. So I guess moving on to other topics, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of a s- standard episode fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. How do you transition yeah, from that? Totally. <laughs> um, but uh, the tonal blog has a uh, thing about for people who are new to strength training tips for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like the workout, not the instructor. <laughs> I mean, you got a you got a joke. Yeah. Um, so this this particular article talks about if you're new to strength training, learning the basics in this particular program, and uh, I believe this one is with Trace. <laughs> who is not here anymore. <laughs> and it's, by the way, I just I have one more thing to say about that. Don't forget, we're still going to be getting new content from the, the instructors that are no longer here, that there's a few things that are still dropping and they're not, Tonal is not getting rid of. They're, they're not purging. They're, they're saying not purging. That, that they have no intention uh, for the foreseeable future of, of getting rid of any of the, the programs or classes that are out there. Yeah. So, and there's um, a lot of excellent content. Excellent quality content out there. So For I'm sure. so glad to hear that they're so. Yeah. It. So in the in the in the short and middle term, you don't have to worry about them getting rid of the content. They haven't gone as far as to say it'll never go away, and that's a that's big a, promise. That's hard and, to but say. It certainly sounds like they don't have any intention of getting rid of it. And that, but nobody wants to make this blanket statement of it'll never go away because then that's how you get class action lawsuits. Yeah, absolutely. uh, But don't worry if you're in the middle of go big or go home. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's not disappearing off your trainer. Yes. Okay. so back to this. This is a uh, beginner program and it talks about like the behind the scenes. This is called behind the workout. This is the second one that we've seen of this and hopefully we'll continue to see more. But it gives all of the the really in-depth details. Why did why were these classes? Excuse me. Why were these exercises Mm -hmm. chosen? Yeah. And and for what? reason and so they go through and explain how the program works why they were chosen what how many reps you're going to do what the key moves are i absolutely adore these behind the workouts i think it's really good to be able to understand it for people that are, are nerds that like like myself i know it's funny i'm sitting there I'm like i bet you there are people that are really fascinated by this I'm not that guy. And you should be like, you should be that guy because here's the thing. It helps you understand the why behind your doing. You always tell me, Tom, that you are the person that needs to understand. It's funny with this. I don't like, I, I just, know you don't want to know I'm it. Just, like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it and we'll be done. Like that's. And I love to understand yeah. it because then it's like, I don't want to do another goblet squat. And this explains why I need to do the goblet squat. <laughs> and also they give you some suggestions for classes to take with it, which I love. That's really helpful as well absolutely new tonal features 
So we have new Apple Watch complications. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. here's the thing. I don't have an Apple product Mm -hmm. and I don't wear a watch. Mm -hmm. I haven't worn a watch in 30 years. Mm -hmm. And and so it took me forever to figure out what the hell Apple Watch complications mean. I get that. I do. I was just like, what? And then, like, especially because of the tone, like, they're so excited. We have Apple Watch complications. I'm like, well, if complications some, sound if, bad. I mean, something's going wrong. Like, it's like, you know, when your doctor calls you and says, we have complications, you're not like, hooray. No, no. This is this is exciting for people that like to change their, their watch faces. Yeah. Um, so... In the past, uh, you you only had one ability with your tonal to turn it off and on. Like it, it was just like a little a little um, <laughs> a little doodad on okay. your on your watch. And, is, and does Apple call it a doodad too? Yeah. So you would you would click it, and that would start your connection. And then once it's connected, you could then do things like change the music, etc. But but like day to day, as you're walking through your day, you really couldn't interact with tonal on gotcha. your on your watch. Okay, but now now. You can see a streak. You can see how many days or weeks you've done the streak. Uh, and so like Ray Stevens. Yeah. And uh, you can also see your volume and you can see um, you can also see like I don't know what the 192 is. Actually, I don't know if that's how many minutes you did it. I, I don't know what that <laughs> is. But there's there's a I guess if you scroll over here on the right hand side, I could see what you can do. Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, so <laughs> there's volume, there's all of your different stats, and then there's being able to see like how many hours in a day you're, you think how it's many total minutes you number worked. of movements you've used. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> it all, I read, I really did read this. I read the blog and I was very excited about it. And then I went and played with it on my watch. Yeah. Um, you have to update the app on your watch and you have to update the watch on your phone for these to work mine on my watch doesn't actually do any of this yet i just have a little tonal doodad gotcha but um i think it's because i never got it successfully removed from my watch and then put back on i kept getting distracted (laughs) so uh i i'm excited to see all this in progress but these these beautiful screenshots of what it's going to look like i'm so excited about I love seeing streaks. It's just so neat to see all your tonal details right yeah, there. Yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah, no, it looks it looks nice. <laughs> You're like now that I know what a complication is. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird that they called it that. that and that's an Apple thing. I figured, that is no, not I, a tonal. No, thing. I, I could tell that, but I was just like, what a weird. When thing you go to me. set up your watch, it's like it'll be like, okay, what complications do you want? None. Was, I mean, that's that's what it says. Right? Like, <laughs> and then it's like, do you want an upper left hand corner, bottom right hand corner? That you can have different complications. Like everything on these watches you see in front of you are different complications. Yeah. They're all different complications. It's just, yeah, like I said, it's a weird thing to call it. Like It is. Yeah. It is. But I'm excited that it's there. I know people will totally dig it. Absolutely. So they have some interesting things uh, going on with movements and movement replacements and things about movements. Yeah, so um, you can now there's some movements that now there's some updates so you can go in and replace moves in all of the on demand workouts. So before. um, Yeah, so this is really good for you. If it's on demand, you can now do that. And I know that that'll be a big deal for you. Yes, um, because I know you really don't like those front squats. So that'll be something that people can change. That's been something people have been asking for. And you can do it while you're in the workout by tapping on it. Or you can do it at the very beginning when you do the workout details. 
detail screen. It gives you a list of the moves. So either place works. Hooray. The other thing is, is that for two-sided movement sets or two-sided duration-based movement sets, now you're going to have data showing side one versus side two and they're right next to each other so you can clearly see your power on each side and your range of motion on each side which to me is endlessly fascinating how (laughs) weak my left side is compared to my right side it drives me bonkers but i love seeing it because it gives me something to work on and then when there's alternating moves now you're going to be able to see the power the the actual power between your left and right side so you're going to be able to see that so that you're going to be working on trying to get even efforts versus (laughs) versus what i do again power is not as good on my left (laughs) as it is on my right so so. when you get even efforts are you supposed to try harder on your dominant dominant side or, or try or on your non-dominant side or try less on your dominant side i mean in a perfect world you know you you honestly if if you can do harder with your non-dominant side that's what you want to try to do if but not all moves you're going to be able to do that if right. you have a huge difference between the two and if you do have a huge difference between the two you should back the weight off a little bit so that you can complete that move just a little bit so you can complete it better because what you want to do is make the evenness you want to make the the both sides even and to right. do that you might have to make it a little lighter than you did uh, before gotcha mm-hmm. so it's it's tricky yeah totally and uh, finally, under uh, new features, we have an update to the mobile app. Yeah, now you can review and share your monthly stats in style, as uh, Kate likes to say. So it's a fresh new way to do it. It's a new look. Um, it's beautiful. So when you do want to look at your stats from the last month, now you have a whole new look to enjoy, and you can share it. I love all those little badges. Yeah, they're pretty spiffy. They are. New tonal content. As always, there is tons of new content, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll kind of blow through the highlights here real quick for you. Yeah, it just dropped on the first. There's new quick fit dynamic delts with Nicolette, uh, quick fit twist and sweat with Paul, new cardio vacation cardio with Jared. Would have been nice if it had just dropped three days earlier. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, new Pilates length and strength with uh, Coach Francis, and then uh, now they have new live to on demand so these are part of live classes that had been done they were live workouts but now that they're done they've turned them into a program so there were several classes for example called 20 and 20 metabolic burn with ash and now you can take those as an entire program also power build with joe radonis and then perfect the rep with Tim Landicho and Strength Ramp Up with Kindle. So lots of really great content that is now out in a program form. But wait, there's more. I know. Uh, these just came out this week. Uh, new programs, a new program plus the show up with Coach Allison. It's one of those that you can adjust the level and the uh, duration. Okay. I yeah. love those. This one's full body five days a week for four weeks um and so you get days one and three lower body days two and four upper body and one day a week is conditioning work that would be i think my least favorite day but most needed Uh, then there's new live on demand like i just talked about those uh 20 and 20 metabolic burns and all the other ones that uh built for uh, push pull builds with Tanisha Renee and built for strength risk with Christina Centauri. So lots of really good content still coming out. Tonal talks. We got a couple of tonal talks coming up. Uh, 
First is, I guess, the member Q&A with Dr. Brad Schoenfeld. Yeah, um, one of the uh, amazing members of the Tonal Strength Institute. This is a great opportunity to ask tons of questions. You can ask your questions ahead of time, and then Kate is going to submit them. So that is going to take place on Wednesday, August 24th at 6 p.m. Central Time. So I say Central because that's where we are. That's where that's, mm-hmm. that's what Facebook tells us, so... And also on August 31st, you have uh, Get to Know the NYC Coaches, which I guess should just be Get to Know the Coaches now. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Um, So you will have an opportunity to get to know the New York coaches. So there will be, of course, Coach Woody and Ash, Joe, Christina, Tim, and Tanisha. So. This is your opportunity to ask them questions, get to know them, understand their backgrounds, what they have, what they're bringing to the table. This is your opportunity to do all of that in a positive way. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll have them play like some kind of, uh, you know, icebreaker game or something. That would be fun. The best way to look at it is like uh, when SNL gets new cast members. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. It's always that awkward, like two week phase where you're like, I don't know about this. And then before you know it, they're just part of a whole bunch of like routines and and you almost always end up. They win you over over time. Yeah. Yeah. In case you missed it. So the August challenge looks a little different. Obviously, things are in flux over at Tonal. Yeah, they don't have an official member challenge because there's there's not enough people to run one right now. But what you can do is find a workout buddy and then uh, go through and work on it together. That's what Kate has put forth. And I think it's an excellent solution. Don't work out alone. Find people to be able to, you know, work out together. You can go and do those group virtual workouts. How amazing is that? And um, there's there's all the different comments that have been posted here on July on the post that was on July 26. If you go out there and you look, you can look through the comments, find people that match your requirements. So, like, let's say you like me are in the central. I do time- like you. No, oh. you like myself, oh, are see. in the uh, central time zone and you usually work out at like 7 a.m. Well, look for people in the comments doing that same thing. Find your match and then you're going to be able to work out with them and do those virtual classes together. You guys can pick your own program and and uh, keep each other accountable all month long. I think it's a fabulous solution. Absolutely. Checking in with the Tonal Community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Christina Sandifer. Hey, Christina, how's it going? Hi. Hey, guys. Great. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you. Look at you showing up in your tonal gear. You are ready. You are ready to go. So I have to ask, is that like an actual room or is that one of those fake backgrounds? Yes. This is my house. This is our library. I will tell you. And it looks way cooler, I think, on screen. Like it's not. They're Ikea shelves. And I will tell you, Ikea is awesome if you want cheap stuff that will like fit into your budget, but they don't help you at all. And I had to do the math to get all of that crap to fit holy in holy. myself. It was super stressful, but it looks pretty cool. It That's does look point. very cool. All I can yeah. say, if you had to do math to get that to fit, like you should star in Hidden Figures too, <laughs> because... Okay, we had just like just gotten married. First of all, because my husband and I are both big readers, and so like we first like brought our books together. We have thousands, and we had so many doubles. We're like, oh, I have that one. I have that one. Whatever. That's how you know you fit. That's how you know you're good fit. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. 
Except if it doesn't work out. Now we're going on over 11 years, but if it doesn't work out, well, now who's going to keep, oh. you know, the prize oh. possession books? I don't know. So That's it's scary. what reason to kind of work at it, right? Oh, <laughs> did you already get rid of them? I'm like, oh man, maybe you should box oh, those yeah. puppies. Those... Years ago, you know what we did? We went to like college students and law students who were both lawyers and like gave them free books. Because when I was that age, I loved getting free anything. Yeah. So like wait, 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 wait. Is that something people age out of? I still love getting free stuff. <laughs> like, Nobody offers it to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you become an adult and you like you have demonstrated that you can take care of yourself. Beyond that, once you become a lawyer who married another lawyer. You're just but here's out. the worst part. Here's the thing that sucks so bad about that. We both work for nonprofits. We're very blessed. Yes. We can definitely earn a living. Like it's we are very fortunate. But people assume when they hear that, like, you can't go into a store and have someone, oh, what do you guys do? Oh, we're lawyers. They're like, hmm, let me show you what's in the back room. And I'm like, dude, I, (laughs) (laughs) wait, my, Tim, my husband always says like, well, we found the one kind of law that you can't get rich doing. (laughs) And then if they see your Zoom screen. Yeah, they're like, holy crap, she can afford everything. (laughs) This is like literally over like multiple decades, right? An entire lifetimes collection of two people but yeah so it was quite the ordeal but I was so stressed when it was all going up because I'm like oh my god this is all on me if one of these pieces doesn't fit the whole thing is screwed and it was my fault (laughs) but it it worked so first off you're saying like you pared down the books and if something ever goes wrong I mean also you're both lawyers like that's gonna be a fist fight yeah and competitive right competitive that is is true (laughs) what was the metric for which version of a book got kept Oh, I mean, mine all because like I take better care of my things, so mine always in better shape. Like well, his are all like stained. Up. So yeah, yeah. Well, if you guys ever do split, I think we know who's gonna win. Then they're like, right. "Why is this copy of Lady Chatterley Lovers all dog-eared?" <laughs> you know what's sad is like we do have a copy of that, and it probably is dog-eared. <laughs> it should be. However, I will say that Tim would be horrified if I didn't clarify that he will not dog ear any book. He gets so upset. Like, I'll be reading a book and I take very good care of things, but I feel like books are meant to be dog eared. So I'll dog ear it. I'll put it down. I'll come back to my spot and there's a bookmark in the place. It's sort of like this passive aggressive, like, hey, realized you didn't have a bookmark and you decided to destroy the book. (laughs) I'm just going to fix that for you. See, I'm the same way as your husband with books. Like when I get done, my mom like just beat this into me, not literally, but, but when I get done reading a book, even if it's like a $4 paperback back when paperbacks were $4. Yeah. You're showing your age. Yeah. Like (laughs) nothing's been $4 looks brand new. Mm -hmm. Like I don't even break the spine of a paperback. It's like you just kind of like gently open it and read. All of my things, I take such good pristine care of my things. My books, I feel like it's an experience reading a book. So mine is. Mine are like, they're in good condition, but they're very like, they're red, they're red. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you, it's great because you could give your books away as a gift afterwards. Then, Yeah. I mean, there are times when I'm like, well, that book was awful. I'll just take it back to the store. I have some first editions of things that I will not let people borrow because like, sure. So just showing my nerd side, George R.R. Martin, you know, he's the guy that wrote the Game of Thrones, which became such a huge hit and they did it on TV and all that stuff. Well, before that, this guy has been writing these books. 
books since the 90s and I have all of the first editions all of them and so and I read them long before it became a TV show and so like when people have wanted to read I'm like no not that you oh, cannot yeah. read my first edition George R. R. this dude's gonna that. die before he finishes the series in yeah. real life like I know HBO I, finished whoever did it I know they finished it but the actual series has never been finished so gosh that's crazy <laughs> I have to say I've never read or seen Game of Thrones which <gasps> I think I'm the only person in the world i think you are that. yeah yeah i mean anybody yeah. over the age of 20 like yeah yeah, yeah. no <laughs> never have but the ones that are above the door yeah those are even king he's my favorite author and <gasps> i have every single book that he's ever written you have that but in common with tom yeah i read a lot of stephen king it's not just the stories are interesting but he's just such a well-read intelligent like person and he's such a good writer i just i make our legal interns read Stephen King's on writing. And I'm like, this will make your briefs better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he knows. I mean, the secret to winning a legal case, I don't have to tell you, is just you, whoever builds the better narrative. Right. So yep. we need yep. to learn how to construct a narrative. That is true. Yep. That does make sense. I actually have Stephen King. I have the first three gunslinger books in hardback, oh. which are really hard to find. And yeah, the first is. edition yeah. in hardback. And then I sold it when I was going through my divorce because I was hard up for cash. But I actually at one point had a copy of The Long Walk. Oh, my God. Written by Richard Bachman with no mention of Stephen King anywhere on it. And it was a fairly beat up copy because I loaned it when I was young (laughs) to because I bought it was in eighth grade and I loaned it to my sister's then boyfriend. And he like read books like you read books. Like I do. But I still got like $140 for it. Yeah. Oh, man. So you're like Thomas Jefferson. Like you sell all your books and then you have to go back and rebuy them again. But we have a Library of Congress now, thanks to Mr. Jefferson. Yeah. So, uh, but it just to be clear, I have never impregnated a slave. Oh, good. That's so that, that, I was wondering about that yeah. one. I'm glad we cleared that I one out. That you lot, That's you. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. I had never thought to ask that in a decade. <laughs> well, you probably never heard the Declaration of Independence either, but. Yeah, I got to take the good with the bad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We are. We went down some major we rabbit holes. I'm sorry. Usually tonal. I talk about tonal by this time. When did you find out about tonal in your fitness yes. journey? Yes. Well, actually, Crystal, you are responsible for my purchase of a tonal. You didn't know it at the time, but I was a Peloton user and I was a big fan of the clip out. And you started talking about tonal. And right when the Superset podcast started, it was really around the time when I was thinking, I got to up my strength game. And so I went out, I purchased a tonal, like sight unseen. It was during the pandemic. It was in 2020. Wow. And waited to have it installed. So you are credited or blamed with my purchasing. <laughs> so, so this is why my husband's known your name for so long. He's like, oh, that's he where was several it. thousand dollars went. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. You're going to sell some books and buy that tonal. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard that when you bought the tonal, you had uh, so atrophied, you could only read novellas. And now, well, I'm a Stephen King reader. So, I mean, I got those guns. Yeah. Now you're like Russian novels. I mean, for reals, though, the guns like, come on now. You've got some guns for real. You use that oh tonal. God. You use it. It's so funny because as you can probably tell, I'm not a very shy person, but that like hearing those types of, it's so weird because I was the kid who was afraid of gym class. So like even hearing those kinds of 
fitness related compliments. It's, it's just still so weird for me. So weird for me. It's weird for me on the other end because our relationship has developed as having this ongoing conversation about like, oh, I want to try this. How do I try this? And how do I do right. this? And to me, you just like embrace every challenge that I throw at you and you just ace it. So like, I can't even, I can't imagine you being that person. My secret once I got older and over those fears is just you find the people who know what they're talking about and then you listen to them and you do what they tell you to do. And then, hey, That's look at where- that, it works out. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's how I am with Tonal. I'm like, I like, I don't know. I just do what it tells me yeah. to do. Well, oh, yeah. So you said you used to be scared of gym class. Yeah. Do you want to kind of share like your medical journey that went along with yeah. that? Yeah. So when I was very, very young, like two years old, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and medicine in for RA has come a long way in the past like 30 plus years. But at the time, it was tough to figure out the diagnosis. I was very young. And so I was fortunate that my parents were really dedicated to my health. And we lived about an hour or so away from the University of Michigan. And they had a great like research hospital. And so I went every single month I had to be taken there to get treatment. And they were very diligent about that. The great news is that because of that treatment and because my mom really still encouraged me to be as active as possible and move a lot, I went into remission when I was a child, but the downside was I kind of missed those years that everybody else is like learning to ride a bike and learning to roller skate and like getting into sports. And I never did any of that. So by the time it was safe for me to do some of that, it was like, I was so intimidated because all the other kids knew how to do those things. And, you know, at that age, I mean, I'm at this point in my life, those things don't worry me anymore, but (laughs) at that age, you don't want to be the kid. And I remember distinctly this moment in fourth grade when the teacher was asking us all to push our desks into a different formation. And at that point, that would have been an okay activity for me. But my mother, of course, on the school forms for the year had put down like under medical rheumatoid arthritis because it's one of those things that you never get rid of. It can go into remission and you can have flare-ups, but it's always there and you have to put it. And so the teacher knew this about me and she like, she didn't need to, but she yells in the middle of class, like, Christina, like, don't push that desk. You can't do that. You've got these limited, whatever. I was mortified. She made a boy come over and move my desk for uh. me. It's funny because how long ago is that? But it still like kind of scars me. And again, this teacher, she was just looking out for me. She didn't yeah. mean to. So then I was just, for a long time, I was just terrified of being the center of attention over something like that. So I was the last one picked in gym. I didn't really get involved in sports, but I was, I like to play. I was active. I learned to ride a bike pretty late. But one day I was just like, well, I'm years away from being able to drive and I want to be able to go places. So I guess get on this damn thing. And <laughs> So um, practical, even then. <laughs> I had my mom's like old Schwinn, like three speed, bright yellow Schwinn bike. And I'm like, I'm just going to get on and make it work. So, so like I was always active in that sense. Like I would walk a lot. I would bike a lot. But it just, in my head, I always thought, well, there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't do. And I knew it was important for me to stay moving, but I was never going to be an athlete. That was just not for somebody like me. And frankly, like the doctors at the time really discouraged you from doing too much activity. They wanted you to move, but like running was completely off the table, anything high impact. I was told as a kid, I wouldn't even ever be able to ride a bike because even that would be too hard on my joints. So you just, you kind of like get that in your head. And then I got to college and I realized that my metabolism wasn't the same as like when I was a child. So 
I started doing things like Pilates. I got into bar and so like low impact stuff that could just help me build strength. But that was really it. And then I hit my early 30s and I just kind of felt like, well, I just, things were changing a little bit. I knew people who had had RA and who had had other medical issues and like they were able to do more. And I thought, well, like maybe there are some more things that I can do. Like I want to, I, my biggest fear is not being able to move. And I just want to make sure that I'm doing the most that I can do for myself to be healthy, to live a long life. I'm terrified of being stuck in a chair and not being able to move around. I thought when I was a kid that I might have to be wheelchair bound one day. And I just thought like, I'm going to just do everything that I can do to make sure that that's never going to be me, everything within my control. So I just kind of like started ramping it up little by little and went to my first group fitness class in my thirties at Pure Bar. And that just kind of just decided one day, I'm not going to be afraid of looking dumb anymore. Everybody's got to start somewhere. So I just went in and tried to keep up with the class. And then I just kept going from there. I found Peloton and I was not like Peloton OG, but I was pre-pandemic Peloton. So <laughs> that's the new that OG. Was, yeah, that's the new yeah, OG. Like, I know like John Mills has a whole skit words he used. I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, you're like was, you're mid-wave or something like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> that actually sounds pretty cool. I'll go with that. So I got my bike and I mean, that changed a lot. I started doing power zone. I would do climbs and I really felt myself gaining strength there. But then I realized, look, like there's a limit to what you can do cardio wise if you don't have muscle. And I did not have muscle at all. I had never, I did like arms and light weights. I did some boot camp things, but I had never done serious lifting. I had no idea how to do it. Even though, like I say, I'm less afraid as an adult, but still a gym is an intimidating place. Absolutely. Uh, and, but that was a big thing that, too, is as I continue to see doctors and things, they say like, look, you've got to build up your bone density and you've got to have really strong muscles around those joints because that's the important thing that's going to keep you moving in the future. Like even if you have a flare up, if you're strong, if you've got a good muscular skeletal system, you know, you're going to be able to keep moving. So I was listening to the clip out. I was getting more, you know, I was searching for that strength product and lo and behold, it turned out to be tonal. The rest is history. Wow. That's awesome. It is. So is that something that the RA, is that something that is just kind of always out there as a potentiality of coming back around or yeah. can you keep that at I mean, bay? Yeah. I mean, I've been fortunate for a long time. It's been decades since I've had any major problems. I do, if it rains, which I live in the desert, so it doesn't. But when you're somewhere where it does rain, I feel it in my joints. I actually had my jaw joints completely replaced because the arthritis had sufficiently destroyed those joints that I couldn't even bite like a piece of pizza or a sandwich. At oh, all. Wow. And so that is actually a really cool thing because at that point, technology had advanced enough where I went in, I got an MRI, they 3D printed me joints. What? At are exactly made for my fate because in the past, I kid you not, it was like, there's like four choices. Like there's like four jaws and they pick the one that's closest to your size. And then who knows what you look like when you're done. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Have problems. And so, so this is, I was very fortunate that there's a lot of really good medicine in Arizona. Like we have the Mayo Clinic and a lot of just good places here. So I found a wonderful doctor and he was capable of doing the surgery a lot quicker than most surgeons, which means less scar tissue, better healing, and got this titanium joint made for me 
and got that replaced. I mean, half my head is metal. Frankly, it's like a Terminator situation. <laughs> Wait, you travel all the time. Do you have to like declare I have a... Like, uh, <laughs> that is the first question. So my surgeon goes through this whole thing, like we're going to pack your head up and this and that, and, like any questions. My first question was, am I going to set off a metal detector? Right. <laughs> so the answer is technically you could, if they had this setting like sensitive enough, but it never, for all the flying I've done, it never has. A knee is a lot bigger. So like when you get a knee replacement, oh. that will. But it's possible, but it's never happened to me before. But if you look at my x-ray, I mean. Oh, you look like a Terminator robot. Like a T-1000. <laughs> Not just the joints, but I've got like, I, they had to crack my upper and lower jaw. So I've got like plates and I've got screws. and Oh my God. It's, it's super cool. <laughs> it was crazy. So how long of a recovery period was that? That seems like that would be a lot. Oh my God. So I wanted it to be as short as possible because who wants to just sit around and recover from something like that? So I'm lucky. Again, my surgeon was very good. It was overnight in a surgical facility and that was it. I went home. I worked from home for a week. I took a couple of days where I just like answered emails and things and then worked from home for a week. And then after that, I was back in the office. I actually gave a speech. I want to say like two weeks after the surgery, I was still really swollen. (laughs) Hard to understand. But I gave a speech and then I did an oral argument in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I want to say like a month after that surgery. And I mean, it was tough to talk that long. Um, Just get really sore. But like, yeah, so it actually, it was amazingly, it was a lot easier than you would think. When I think of rheumatoid arthritis, I think fingers and mm-hmm. elbows and knees. Ankles. But yeah, like your jaw is also a joint. Like and that's, you use yeah. it probably just as much as any other joint. Especially I mean, if you're a lawyer. Yeah, my husband, he'll be like, oh, she uses it much more than yeah. any <laughs> For talking. <laughs> I'm not going to look. This is a family friendly <laughs> podcast. We can edit stuff out. That's what Patreon is for. It was... I'm a determined person. <laughs> Where there's a will and an anniversary, there's a way. 100%. I would just like to say that it was Crystal who sent us down this path. I, I know, Normally I know it's Christina me, has a great sense of humor, and I knew she'd roll oh, with yeah, it. That's why. I am trying to be on my best behavior here, Crystal. And you like, <laughs> I think that falls under best behavior. <laughs> It's titanium and it's got a lifespan of like 150 years. <laughs> titanium, though, mm. like that's so, yeah, he better mind his P's and Q's. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Now, you like to do programs, I believe, right? I do. Yeah. So I started out. So Nicolette was my first coach. I started doing program with her. And to be honest, I can't, it was one of the beginner ones and I can't even remember which one it was. But what was so awesome about Tonal, because like I was very much drinking from a fire hose, like when I started, right? It was all new to me. Heavy lifting was new to me. 
she was so accessible. Like I started and there were a couple of things I noticed right away. Like for example, overhead presses with a barbell. In addition to the arthritis, I also have moderate scoliosis just because why not? <laughs> and yeah. My arm, like it's not super noticeable except when you go to do movements where you need to be like perfectly balanced. And I have a hard time reaching directly overhead just because I'm a little imbalanced there. Well, Nicolette's a postural specialist. I was able to reach out to her. Like I posted something in the community. Hey, does anyone have recommendations? I want to make sure I get the most out of these movements, but I can't quite emulate what the coaches are doing on the screen. She direct messaged me. We talked through, I mean, I did not like pay her extra for this. She just spent the time. We talked through like kind of what my imbalances were. She explained to me modifications I could make. It was incredible. And I felt completely different when I was doing that movement afterwards. And so it was like, it was great. So then I was able to get all the way through the program because that was before they did movement replacement. So the only way I could progress through the program is doing those <laughs> movements and just now getting no credit for it. Must finish. Like, it was <laughs> phenomenal. It was really, really great. And then I started, for me, working out is easier if I have some kind of goal to work towards. So I'm not just every day I should work out because it's good for me. I want to like have something I want to achieve. And so then that way, you know, if you skip a day, you might not achieve that thing. So I had been doing some hiking because I live in the Phoenix area. There's a lot of really good hiking around here. And my goal, I had some coworkers that hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim every other year. And that seemed like something I could never do. They say only like 1% of all people who visit the Grand Canyon do that. I don't know what percentage of those people do it in one day, but it's not many people. And then I just started thinking, well, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could work toward that. So Total really helped me get prepared, build that lower body strength that I needed to be able to make it all the way across the canyon. So I asked for recommendations from the coaches, like what program should I be doing that will complement the Peloton cardio I'm doing and that will help me do a really, really prepare for this really serious hike. And then that, like, I am convinced if it weren't for Tonal, I would not have made it to be able to do that hike. How long does it take to do yeah, that? That's How a, long? I mean, like a that's lot. a massive hike. So it is, there's two different ways you can do it. There are two trails at the South Rim and then one option at the North Rim. We took the longer one because I guess we're gluttons for <laughs> punishment. So it's almost 24 miles across Ooh. and it's a elevation loss, I think of around like maybe four, four and a half, like 4,000 feet down. And then like maybe 6,000 feet coming back up um, we did south and north rim. It's no joke. It took us a little over 12 hours and we took our time. We stopped for like an hour to have lunch down by Phantom Ranch because it's just, be I mean, it's so incredibly beautiful. I can't even describe what a transcendental experience Aww. doing this one. Wow. It was amazing. And the thing is, there's really no way to experience those parts of the canyon if you don't do that type of hike. So it was just like a special reward. And that's why Tonal will always have a special place in my heart because this is the girl who was afraid of gym class who like couldn't got like tired walking up the stairs and the one who wasn't supposed to be able to do athletic activity. And I'll tell you, it felt like really special making that hike. And I know there's so many people who have hiked so many different things, but for me, that was a huge achievement. It and is a huge achievement. Yeah, that's a lot. It is. I it mean, was, it's it was really cool. The canyon is, dare I say it, grand. <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, and it's so cool because you start, so there's only certain times of the year you can do it because at the top, it will be snowing and too cold. And then at the bottom, though, it's like as hot as it is in Phoenix. So we started at like 40 some degrees in the morning and at the bottom, it's like 100 degrees, you know, midday. That's just crazy. 
So even just that, just figuring out how to acclimate your body to that. And you're carrying a ton of water, of course, yeah. Yeah. drinking like constantly. So you probably have to take clothes too, like extra clothes to be able to. Yeah, to um, I took extra. I had like a jacket, of course, to start out. And then I took extra socks because that is like, you know, how in Forrest Gump, they're like, oh, make sure you take care of your feet. But it really is true. It's like the number one thing <laughs> is did you get a blister when you hiked? And by the way, I didn't get one blister. I did lose a toenail that still to this day is not quite right. But (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like, it just, yeah, it just doesn't want to grow back. But (laughs) that's what acrylics are for. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That's great. Wow. Wow. What an adventure. And what year did you end up doing that in? So I actually did that in September of 2021. So not even a full year ago. So I had tonal for about a year leading up to that. And that that was like perfect because I'd say I spent the first six months just like, just learning the basics. I feel like form is so important, right? For strength. I mean, it's important for cardio too, but it's you know, you critical get on for strength. And, yeah, like for strength, it's so critical. So, I mean, I spent that first six months just like building up my base and learning from the coaches, learning the exact right form. And then that second six month period is when I really started training. And I did a ton of tonal. I did like climb bike rides a lot too, but I just did it. I mean, I really just did a ton of tonal. And then I supplemented with some hikes around here. Although it's really hard to hike in Phoenix in the summer because it's literally 110, 115 degrees here. Yeah, it's gross. Um, (laughs) I heat. It's a dry heat. I know, People I know. It makes a like, difference. Oh. It makes a difference. We, it does, it does. We live in an area where it's humid. The heat is humid. And she like, grew up in Michigan, so yeah. she knows about that. So yeah, when we were in Sedona, we were just stunned because we, we people always say, oh, it's a dry heat. But like in St. Louis, like when you go in the shade, it's like one degree warmer or cooler. cooler. But in Sedona, like you would get in the shade and it dropped like 20 degrees. It's it's incredible. It's just incredible. And then when you're inside, the air conditioning actually does. There's not much moisture. Right. So it's like your bed isn't wet, like from the humidity and just the dry heat. One hundred percent is better. And I really do like, like our summer is like your winter. So people just don't go outside during the summer and <laughs> all come out like in the, in the winter time. It's very weird. Like sports, they play them in the winter, like outdoor sports, you know, like softball and things like that. Cause it's, you just, you know, it's like a health hazard. Yeah. Yeah. You should not be out there in 115 degrees running around. No. A field. So you have but all your all of, outdoor concerts in the winter. Is that how that works? We do. That's no, crazy. Like in December, cause we have a lot of outdoor concert venues, but like, although I will say being from the Midwest, Phoenix is like the fifth largest city and everybody skips us. They'll like, you'll get these bands. They'll like do five shows in LA and then just nothing in Phoenix at all. So to the extent we get concerts that are worth seeing, yeah, we can do that outdoors in the winter. Yeah. LA sucks up all the good. Yeah. The good concerts. Sure. It's yeah. It's because I grew up being able to see everybody like in Detroit. Everybody comes to Detroit. Sure. You know? yeah. 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 No. God, I would think Phoenix would be a major stop for concerts. That's I, surprising. I, you would think, but I mean, and Let's I move also to Phoenix and I'll book concerts there. <laughs> no, we need you. We are, we are very much in need of your services. You need to come out. She, she is, most of the bands that I like seeing are like starting to not perform anymore because I'm very much like a classic rock person. So same. I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm starting to realize like, oh, this is why people in their 70s don't go to concerts. It's because all the bands they like are dead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So depressing. It is. Yeah, I think, although I will say, I'm pretty sure Bob Seger's last concert was in Phoenix because I think it had to get rescheduled. So we do have that. I got to go see... I love Bob Seger yeah. and I got to see him in Phoenix and I'm pretty sure he'll never do a concert again. And there we go. Yeah. yeah we saw him on his last run. I, was it his last one or did he do one more after that? I don't know if he did it. I mean, I but think it was the last I one. I think it was. And the Jig Isles band opened and yeah. they stole the show. They were good. Fun. Okay. I love Jay Giles, but they didn't steal the show from Bob they did. I don't know. They Jay had Giles, so like, much energy. Bob, Bob Seger, like he's great, but like Peter Wolf, like is just all over the place and Bob Seger just kind of stands he does, there. He does his little his little yeah. boogie. His little boogie. He's so cute though. I know it? he is so cute. Oh my god. I said the same thing. You know thing. who else I used to love is Tom Petty which that I'm still oh, not over. Yeah, yeah I'm not over that. Mm-mm. But he would like take bows after his songs. <laughs> I had an opportunity to go to that Hollywood Bowl concert because wow. that we had to go to California a lot to go to concerts and I remember telling Tim like yeah, you know, because I used to go every single time he'd tour. And I'm like, you know, that's all right. I've dragged you to enough Tom Petty concerts. He'll be back. We don't have to go. Didn't get tickets. That was his last show. Oh, I've never seen him live. Yeah, that's I didn't one get of the, to see him. That's one of the few I've never seen is Tom yeah. Petty. Uh, yeah. He was great. Yeah. He, even toward the end, like he wasn't really playing his harmonica and lead guitar as much anymore. But he was still, he was just very gracious. You could tell he really appreciated that he got to do that. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That's why uh, I would go see the monkeys every time because mm-hmm. I knew one time yeah. be the last, and it was. And it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The last time I saw them, I booked them, but I stood at the foot of the stage and watched the whole show because I could. <laughs> and <laughs> seriously, like a month later, Mike died. Yeah, that was it. That was see? it. Yeah. Oh, you never know. I well, I never got. I know, Crystal, you're not as into Rush, but I used to <laughs> play the drums. And so Neil Peart was like, obviously just a hero to any drummer and never went and saw them because I always thought I would be able to. Yeah. They're young, like, I mean, ish. And they have a lot of They're young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. They're like, it's funny because I don't even know if I used to consider Rush classic rock. That's like how, (laughs) but now it's like 90s is classic rock. So shut your Uh, mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. I'm not there. Radio now. And I, I don't listen to the radio, but I went to visit my parents and they put on the oldies station and i kid you not they're playing 90s music yeah. on the oldies station i know it's not right it's not right what happened what happened you got old no, here's the thing though there's a distinct genre like oldies are a certain period of time so i don't care that like the 90s are now however many years behind us but that's still not oldies they don't just call like, it oldies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Something else. Like oldies will always be 60s, like 50s and 60s. 50s always. and 60s. Yeah. Yep. Classic rock is like end of 60s, 70s, early 80s, early to mid 80s. I'm with you. So here's how I always delineate it in my head. Oldies <laughs> is up through like Revolver. Which right? is what? Yeah. Which is like 65, 66. Okay. And then the Beatles come out with Revolver. And then that's the delineation point for like, because the Beatles were like half classic rock, half oldies. Okay. And so like for me, Revolver on is classic rock Beatles. Pre-Revolver is oldies Beatles. And then. You know what? I totally agree. Yeah. And then all the stuff that comes out after that is like you stop seeing oldies and it's more like AM gold. Like Mm -hmm. if it's not classic rock, it's classic rock or AM gold. (laughs) 
this is yeah i put I way too much thought into this <laughs> no i do too clearly but i haven't actually come up with a system that's that well articulated yeah. you, want to, you want to see his spotify playlist they are labeled this way like not even joking <laughs> That's a smart idea. I might have to steal that from you. (laughs) So um, I know you always love to have a goal. What are your goals that you're working on now? Well, so Crystal, as you know, we started working together. So the one piece that was kind of missing for me was nutrition. And I started working with you actually a little bit before you started at MetPro, but on some fitness goals. But now we work together. Your Crystal's my MetPro coach. And it's just been incredible because right around that time, I decided that I wanted to try running. And that was sort of like the one thing that is just like you don't do when you have arthritis, or at For least sure. back in the day, that's yeah. what they said. And yeah. yeah, everybody's different. I'm not giving medical advice to people right. with arthritis. So but she's saw... giving legal advice to her herself, which is to remind people she's not giving medical advice. I was like, she's definitely like, an attorney. I'm so full of these like disclaimers. And you're like, what are you talking to? It's like, it's like, who are you talking to? Who's <laughs> whoever, but, uh, yeah. whoever might hear it. Okay, so don't sue me. Don't sue me. Don't at me. Don't, but, anyway. <laughs> but so I wanted to try and actually, cause I had gotten a treadmill because I loved the Grand Canyon hike so much. I wanted to continue hiking, but it's just, it's really, really tough to do that. As I mentioned during the summer, you have to get outside of the city or go like super early. And so I thought, well, if I get a treadmill, I got the Peloton tread. I'm like, I can just do like hikes inside and just keep up with that and tonal. And then I just got curious. I'm like, look at all these fun runs. Like, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if I can run. And right when I started that is when I started working with Crystal and she helped me like get my nutrition. And we did actually a tonal better bike and tread program so that I was able to complement that started running. So I am actually training for my first marathon, which will be in January of next year at Disney World of all places. Nice. Because you got to run. Yeah. <laughs> it's only in Disney. Run where you can celebrate your victory with a Dole Whip. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Many, many Dole Whips. <laughs> many. <laughs> Yeah, last time she went to Disney World, she was just going to do one run and she ended up doing three races in three days. Here's the thing. These Disney races are super hard to get, just like anything at Disney, right? Like it's always so stressful. You want to do something at Disney. You got to like log in and have like four devices open. And it's like a thing. It's like trying to get Springsteen tickets. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. And I'm like up for the challenge, right? So the thing is like when they opened up additional, so I was originally just going to do the 10 miler, but they had a challenge where you could do a 5k, a 10k, and then a 10 miler three days in a row. And they opened up some like late last minute ones where you could like right before the event where you could do that whole challenge. And so I was like, well, I mean, like (laughs) might as well, what's the worst? The thing is I, I mean, Crystal had gotten me like in such good shape and I was ready and I was running and and I thought like, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I guess I don't finish, which would be a bummer, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, try, you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. I have the same issue with getting into Disney stuff, but it's more like La Cellier or <laughs> T-Rex Cafe. <laughs> I want to do that new space one. Yeah, oh, Space yeah. 220. Yeah. That looks really cool. It does. We could not. That was one. I got into the race, but we could not get into that. So maybe... <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe after the marathon, although probably not because everybody will be so there. So I found a website called Mouse Watchers and you cost money, but you give them your information and for like 12 bucks or 15 bucks, they'll monitor dinner reservations and oh then gosh. they'll text and email you when there are new openings. She is signing up before she even gets off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's my leaderboard. This interview's over. Um, and there she goes. Critical information. Thank you, and, so then they just, they just text you. And so like we're going on our cruise. And so we're going to. Yeah. So the day before we fly into Orlando a day early. And so we're going to go to the Cirque Disney show. And we're, I was like, oh, the kids like T-Rex Cafe. Let's go we there. Kidding? We all like T-Rex. Explain it on the kids, though. Yeah. And so I couldn't get a dinner reservation. And so I booked like a 10 o'clock thinking we'll go and then we'll have a dessert or something when we're done. So we can still yeah. go. But then I did this mouse watchers thing and then it just texts you whenever somebody drops a reservation like it texts you to say. And so I ended up being able to get a 430 reservation no way. because yes. it texted me. Yeah. So, so we're going to eat like old people. Yes. That's really our preference anyway. Oh, <laughs> kidding me? I go to bed at like nine o'clock. <laughs> and I will also say it tells you this super quickly because so when I got the 430 reservation, I was like, well, I can cancel my 10 o'clock reservation. And I canceled yeah. my 10 o'clock reservation. And within 60 seconds, I had a text telling me that there was now a 10 o'clock slot open if I wanted it. Isn't that crazy? Legit service. Yes. yes. It's incredible. I will definitely be signing up for that. You know what's funny about T-Rex Cafe is the last time I was there, their ice room. Oh, that's yes. where they That's my favorite room. <laughs> beautiful. But I, so I'm just someone who's cold all the time. And like, I tell you, I was, we were there. It was Tim and I were there with my parents. And because they love Disney too. We've been Disney family our whole life. And so like, we're in there. And my mom and I are like, it's so cold in here. And my dad and Tim are like, it's like not real it's ice, not real right? Ice. <laughs> we're like, no, no. It's like we walked in the other room. We're like, yeah, no, it's so much warmer in there. It's, I, <laughs> something about like Disney is that good at creating an ambiance that I was freezing in the ice room. Even <laughs> Whatever you do, don't go on the frozen ride. <laughs> Well, last time we were in Disney, we tried to go on the frozen ride and broke down. So I was oh, not able to. No. <laughs> oh, like, Disney trips. She's like, I got cold on the frozen ride. And then when I got off Splash Mountain, I was a racist. So <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I think they're working on that, though. They yes, are. They yes. are. They're yes. converting that to Princess and the Frog. I know. And here's the thing. I like Princess and the Frog a lot and I want to ride it, but I've actually never been on Splash Mountain because I don't like rides that make you soaking wet the whole day. Same. I've never done Splash Mountain Splash either Mountain for that same reason. It doesn't do it that bad. But that's what they all tell you. And then no, you walk out drenched. You, yep. <laughs> yeah. They, exactly right. yeah. You see these people soaking wet and I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah Sit they, in the middle. Sit yeah, in the middle. Everybody's got, none of that works. I, I Everybody says that and it doesn't it's, work. Like, I'm sorry, Crystal. I'm with Tom. I'm yeah. You get done you look like you just left front row at a Gallagher concert. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Like, it's, and then you, now you got to walk around the rest of the park all day in wet denim. Oh, it's, it's, right. And that's the thing is because it's humid out there, it just never dry. Like, uh, if that, that if is that true, Arizona, you would be dry within 10 seconds. Yeah. There would be no you do that but in like, Disney World, is, you're, it's a swamp. So right, now you got yeah, crotch rot for the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I love roller coasters. I like thrill rides. I love Disney. I'll try any, I won't do, no. So anyway, I hope people video the princess and the frog experience and I can just watch it that way. They do. Either. They have a great ride through videos on YouTube. Yeah. 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 So Which is also great if you're a huge Disney fan, because you can go there and you can watch the ride through videos from other parks like Disney World the France Shanghai, or whatever, Shanghai, or Shanghai mm-hmm. or 
Yeah. <laughs> I know something funny is we were supposed to go. I've never been to Asia and I really, really wanted to see Japan, but we have a hard time taking more than a week of time off work. So we were going to do a cruise around Japan and because it's a cruise, it has to leave from somewhere else. So it was going to leave from Shanghai. And we had, I was like, well, if we're going there, might as well do Shanghai Disney. And we had all of that booked for March of 2020. <laughs> Thank God, though. Yeah. Like, they actually didn't cancel it on us until like the very last minute. But I ended up canceling because I saw those people on that cruise ship. You know, yeah. like the ones that we're all like watch, and not to mention, I just like we weren't going anywhere for yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I hope they give us our money back because, like, but if we had gone there and gotten stuck oh. in Shanghai, like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been so horrible. I hope yeah. you still get to go. You need to yeah, rebook some, someday. I would like to go to see all the Disney parks in different countries. I think Same. that'd just be cool. That's yeah. one of our dream trips too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Agreed. All right, we got to wrap this up okay. because we'll never stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know we don't usually talk about leaderboard names. We haven't gotten in the habit on this, but Christina, share with everyone what your leaderboard name is. Yes, it is Kuokoa Christina. And I promise it's not as hard to spell as you might initially think because it's, it's the Hawaiian word for freedom and then Christina. And I don't think we talked about this. Hawaii has been like a part of my life forever. And it's like a second home that I can never afford. So it's just a place (laughs) place that I visit family. But yeah, freedom and personal autonomy is incredibly important to me. So that's why I chose it. But Hawaiian words are all pretty phonetic. So kuokoa, K-U-O-K-O-A, pretty easy. And then Christina with a K-R. And I know that's confusing because my name is spelled with the ch but i like the like the k and the k the alliteration yeah i do i'm very much into alliteration and just like the balance of that so and also it's more efficient because it's one less letter so that is true that is true very good point yeah and that's my instagram as well so like the only thing i do on instagram really is fitness stuff it's where i connect with people from Peloton and Tonal and just our own little nerdy universe to be able to encourage <laughs> each other, as Crystal well knows. So, yes. so anyway, I love interacting with other people who do Tonal and sharing program ideas and talking with the coaches. And so follow me, I'll follow you. It'll be a good time. Awesome. And to that end, do you have any advice for people just getting a Tonal? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, of course, the things that people typically say on the podcast, like try all the coaches and get your form right and whatever. I think those are all really great tips and probably like the ones that you should start with. But I wanted to say something a little bit different, but something that was also really important to me. And it is this modifications are don't mean that you're doing something lesser. It just everyone's body is a little bit different. And for you to get the full benefit of that lift or that program or whatever else you may have to modify. Don't look at that as if, you know, well, that's like, then I'm not doing the program right. I'm not doing the thing right. Don't be afraid to ask the coaches who are just incredible. We're so fortunate to have them. Don't be afraid to ask them how to modify for your body type. Don't be afraid to switch out a move if you just can't tolerate that move. And I got, did a few things like I bought gloves, lifting gloves, Mm -hmm. because once the weights got up to a certain, like when I started being able to lift heavier, I would get like blisters on my hands. And so I bought weightlifting gloves. And when my deadlifts started getting better and I was able to lift a lot more weight, my grip strength isn't that good because of the arthritis. So I bought hooks and they're real cheap. I got them on Amazon and you just get the ones you would use for normal barbells. 
and you just strap around your hands and then they're hooks. And then that way, like when you're lifting that heavy weight, it doesn't matter if your fingers can't hold the weight because the hooks hold it for you. And it's not a cheat. You're doing the exact same lift. You know, your legs are still bearing the load, but it helped me a lot. So I would encourage people to not be intimidated by things that you think aren't quite right for you or your body type. There's always some kind of workaround and you can still get the benefit of it. So don't be afraid to ask the coaches or people in the community, because that's what I did. What great advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, totally. And then finally, before we let you go, as a lawyer, do you have any medical advice? (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) It's like, I have this concoction I'm selling. It cures COVID. Snake oil stuff here. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, especially as a lawyer. We probably owe you like $600. (laughs) Well, if I weren't a lawyer for a nonprofit, you would. But Ah, we owe you like $35. (laughs) Just buy me a coffee. (laughs) Well, like I said, $35. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. We do. Thank you both so much. It was a lot of fun. It was. Absolutely. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and the Tonal Leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash Superset Podcast. While you're there, be sure and like the page and join the group. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep lifting. Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.